If you have your Bible, we're going to be looking today, this is a great transition, uh, Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verse number 1 in just a few moments, and the great thing about the book of Proverbs is it's easy to find, uh, if you have your Bible, you go right to the middle and turn just a little bit right, and you're going to get to the book of Proverbs. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 1, and we're going to be going through the, the whole, uh, really through the whole summer, we're going to be going through Proverbs. We're going to be taking some different Proverbs, kind of working our way through it. And, uh, and, and the reason why is because Proverbs is a, a book of wisdom. And so we're going to be looking at words to live by this summer. It's a very practical book, has some great, some great applications, some great advice. And the fact of the matter is, it's, it's in the wisdom literature of Scripture. And the fact of the matter is, we are people who are always in need of some wisdom and direction. Uh, believe it or not, people are not always are not always, uh, you know, in tune with what is, what is right, what is wrong. We're not always in tune with making good decisions. Now, I heard a story about a couple of guys. They were at a bar, and they were watching the news, 11 o'clock news, and there was a man that was getting ready to jump off a ledge. It was a leading news story. And the guy sitting there turned to his friend and said, I bet you 10 bucks that the guy jumps. And the other guy said, ain't no way, I, you're on. Well, sure enough, by the end, of the, at the end of the news, the guy ended up jumping. And so the guy said, well, it looks like I owe you $10. And he said, no, nah. he goes, I can't take your money. He said, I watched the 6 o'clock news, and I knew that he jumped. The other guy said, well, I watched it too. He said, I just didn't think he'd jump again. Now, now there's no doubt that as people, there are times when we need a little bit of wisdom. And the book of Proverbs, it just has a lot of scripture, a lot of verses that they give us some great pointers and direction in life. Uh, let me just share with you a few examples. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And so one thing we're going to do for the rest, of, or the rest of the summer, really, is just look into some different Proverbs so that we can discover some, some words that we can live by, so that we can take Scripture and see how it is relevant and how it applies to our lives for today. Now, the book of Proverbs, it's not just a book that you just sort of skim through and go, well, isn't that just a nice little story? Uh, the book of Proverbs is the book that, that you are to look into, like any other book, and say, I want to see how I can take these words and how I can begin to apply them to my life. Now, the book of Proverbs was given to us for a very specific purpose, to give us wisdom, to give us instruction for life. Now, here's a, a, a question that maybe some of you might be able to answer. Does anybody know who wrote most of the Proverbs that are in, in Scripture? Solomon. King Solomon wrote it. Now, y'all remember who King Solomon's father was? It was David. Now, do you remember what King Solomon was known for? Wisdom. Okay, considered the wisest man who ever lived. He was also one of the wealthiest men who ever lived. He's a guy, if you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, he wrote that as well. He was a guy that was looking for happiness and joy in anything in life. And I think that's where a lot of people are today. 
We're trying to figure out what is it that, that I can find in life, what is it that I can go after in life that's going to bring me peace and that's going to bring me joy. And so he tried all this different stuff as you read through Ecclesiastes. He tried to find happiness and joy in, in education. And of course, we all know that's not possible. And then uh, he tried to find happiness and joy in physical pleasures. And uh, he was disappointed. And, and so what did it come down to? He said, there's only one thing that brought me fulfillment in life. And then he writes the book of Proverbs, and he lets us know that it is God and his leadership that brings satisfaction and that fills lives. In Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, it's what he said. He said, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring prosperity. Okay, now when I see that verse, I think, I'd like that. You know, I, I would like satisfaction in my life. I would like to know that I'm living the right way, that I'm on a path to what, what God would call success. And so today what I want us to do is just very simply to look and say, what, what is the purpose of this book, of the book of Proverbs? We're going to be going through it this summer, so we're just going to start off and say, what is the purpose of Proverbs? And the very first purpose of Proverbs is it's to gain wisdom. It is to be a people of wisdom. If you look in verse number 1, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and being instructed for understanding and insightful sayings. Now, the big question is, what exactly is wisdom? You know, what, what does it mean to be wise? Because typically, when I think of wisdom, I think of some sort of academic pursuit. But that's not what wisdom means here. It means skill. It's talking about about a skill that you have whenever you work. It was the word that was used when it talked about the men who were building the temple. It said they were men in their skill. They had wisdom. Now, I don't know necessarily what all of you do for a living, but in your job that you have, I would say that for most of us, the, the, the skill that we have in that job did not come about because we were necessarily born with it. But you became skillful in your work because you worked at it, because of practice, because of hard work. And so as we are talking about today that the book of Proverbs' goal is for us to have wisdom, it's not something that just sort of happens. It's not like, you know, like, hey, I was just born an, an incredibly wise guy. Uh, what it is, is it is something that I have to work on, something that I have to seek after. Uh, the, the men who were working on the temple, they obtained their skills through hard work. And so if we're going to have wisdom, and we're going to have the wisdom of God, it requires effort. It requires practice on our part. Let me try to give you an example. As I, as I watch our band lead us every Sunday, and I watch James lead us, uh, y'all, I have, I, I, almost, I, I sin often by watching them with covetousness. Now, I can watch, I like to watch Alex. Y'all see the guy over here today, Alex, who's playing the electric guitar today. Is Alex in here? Or he's, he's, he's got to listen to me three times today, so he doesn't necessarily want to listen to me all three times. But Alex is the guy that was wearing shorts uh, today. Uh, he wanted to show off his legs before he goes to church camp and play. So I watch him play. He is great on the electric guitar. And I sit there and I watch him and I think, man, I mean, I'm thinking I would love. Y'all, if I could do that, 
you would never, I would, I would preach and play the guitar at the same time. It would be awesome. But I watch him, and there's some things that I can do. I can watch him play, and I will recognize some of the chords that he's playing. But if I try to play it, 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 does for, it doesn't sound as good. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons why, but I'll just stick to the ones that won't make me so ashamed. Uh, one of the reasons why it doesn't sound as good, I never practice. You know, I never take time. I, I have not worked as hard as Alex has to develop that skill. So here's what's being taught in our scripture. What's being taught in our scripture is if we have the desire to live wisely, then you need to understand, and I need to understand, that it takes work. You see, it's not something that comes naturally. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that it is in the nature of people to choose that which is unwise. Did you know that? It is in our nature to go after the least common denominator in life. Uh, Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the, and the spirit desires what's against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. Now, I don't have to do some sort of scientific study to figure out what my natural desires are. Uh, if my choices are to go after something that is wholesome in life or something that is unwholesome in life, I can tell you what my natural desire is. My natural desire is to lean towards the least common denominator. Uh, my natural desire is to choose that which is unwholesome in life. But if I'm going to rise above that, it's going to take work. It's going to take me seeking after what God says and then putting it into practice time and time again. And then if I do that, what happens, then, then it becomes a part of my natural choice process to choose the things of God instead of to choose my own way. So I, if I practice and I look into God's word enough and I study it and I seek after his wisdom, then it becomes a part, more a part of my decision-making process to live like God wants me to live instead of living after my own wisdom. But to do that, I have to, I have to practice it over and over again. That's why every day I take time to, to read God's Word, to look into it, because, y'all, I need help, and I got news for you. You do too. And so that's why I always want to challenge people. Take time to look and see what God's Word has to say. Take time to, you know, we have our V group ministries. If you're not a part of one, I'd encourage you to seek one out where you get together with other people, where we look into God's Word and figure out how God's Word applies to our lives today. So, so what is the purpose of Proverbs? It's to gain wisdom. But to have wisdom takes effort on your part and my part. Now, what else is the, the purpose of Proverbs? Well, it's to help us make informed decisions. You know, another reason Proverbs has been given to us is so that we will learn to make better decisions in life. In verse 3, here's what it talks about Proverbs. It says, it's for receiving wise instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. Now, the book of Proverbs isn't just a, you know, a nice little book where we can read a bunch of pithy little sayings and say, oh, isn't that, isn't that clever? Uh, the book of Proverbs has instruction for us on how to live. Now, now, some of you might be thinking, I don't need any more instruction in life. 
I mean, I, got, I already got everybody in the world telling me what to do. Now, why is it that what this book says, what Proverbs says, why is, it, you know, why is that advice better than the advice that I get from everybody else? Well, there's a couple of things. For, for starters, we're told the instructions here, they are wise. Remember, they, they were written by King Solomon. What does the Bible say about Solomon? It says some pretty impressive stuff. Uh, 1 Kings 4, 29 says, God gave Solomon wisdom. Very great insight and understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. It says Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the east, greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone. Now God blessed Solomon with wisdom. And Solomon wrote down his wisdom in what is now the Bible. And we know that the Bible is called God's Word. The words that are in this book... They are God-inspired. So, so what does that mean? It means we ought to pay attention to what's being said here. So, so what, what does the Bible tell us? Well, we're told that, that the words in this book are from God, and they will provide us with information to help us make good decisions. Now, the days we are living in, y'all, I am more and more convinced that we are in need of wisdom now more than any other time I've seen in my life. I, it, the, have y'all noticed the world's complicated? You know, what's, what, what's right and wrong has now become a very complicated matter. Now, it's hard to tell because of what we're being told. Yeah, and I get confused. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, so it doesn't take much to confuse me, but I get confused with some stuff that I see. And I, I see that, you know, for years we've been saying that you know, that, that we're, that, you know, the government and people will tell you that cigarettes are bad. Now, I'm not, I'm not promoting you know, smoking cigarettes, but, you know, I see they, they tell us that cigarettes are bad. And then I see them all of a sudden now in the last few years, they are now promoting that marijuana should be legal. Does that confuse any of y'all? I mean, I sit back and I go, man, I, I remember when we used to say that was a, a bad thing. Marijuana is a gateway drug. And so cigarettes are bad, but now marijuana, that's good confused about that like that's weird how did we come up with that you know i watched the news recently just the last couple weeks i see a man who wants to be a woman and so he begins to change the way that he dresses and then he begins to have have uh, i guess surgery and i watch that and here's here's what i think i sit there and i watch that i think that's weird but then as i say that i see that there's espn that's giving an award for bravery and courage to this guy I said, well, that's odd and, you know, and, and now it's that if I think that is something that is strange and that's something that is not normal now the world is telling me no I'm not normal for having the beliefs and the thoughts that I have that, you know, the truth is no truth is is harder and harder to define and I sit there and I think well we're in trouble so so what is the basis for truth you know the basis for truth is that's what God's Word says. See, the Bible says that God's Word is true, and it's worth steering your life by. Psalm 19.7 says, The instruction of the Lord, it is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. Isn't that great to know? In a world of confusion, 
God says, I've given you my word that is always steady, that is always true, so that as you feel like that as you're navigating life and you feel like you're lost, you can always come back to God's word. And God's word can give you direction about how you're to travel in life. Before the days of modern navigational age, a traveler would make a transatlantic crossing in a ship. And the way they were able to guide the ship as technology got better is they would use compasses. And they always had two compasses on the ship. There would be one down by the captain, and there would be another one in the mast. And so one of the guys that was on the ship said, well, why, why do you have that sailor going up there into the mast when you've got a compass down here? And he said, well, I have this one down here just for, you know, just for generalities. He said, but because this ship is made out of iron and because there's so much interference, he said, sometimes the compass down here can get, it can get a little off. And so if I get one of my sailors to go up into the mast, he will look at that compass, and it's more accurate because it's not, it does not have any interference. And I thought, you know, the same thing is true concerning God's word and concerning the decisions that we make. If we're making all of our decisions based on our surroundings of what's going on in this life right here, man, there's a whole lot of interference. You know, the clouds of life can block out what God's word says. People around us can can confuse us about what's going on. But whenever we go and we look into God's word, it rises above all the interference of this world and it sets a course for our life that is true. So so what's the purpose of Proverbs? To gain wisdom, it's to make informed decisions, and then this is the last thing. It's to motivate or to move us to listen. Listen to what God says. Look look in verse 5. It says, a wise man will listen and increase his learning, and a discerning man will obtain guidance. For understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. What is the purpose of Proverbs? It's for us to listen. Now, before, before you're able to put Proverbs into action, what God's Word says into action, you first of all have to listen. You, you have to pay attention and see what God's Word has to say, and then you practice it. Now, I know that there are times whenever there are those of us who really don't enjoy listening a lot. and you know, We have people tell us what to do, and it can even be good advice, but we don't like people telling us what to do. And so we refuse to listen to them. You know what the Bible says about a person who is wise? Who refuses to listen? It's interesting. The Bible says in Proverbs 26, 12, it says, There's more hope for a fool than for a wise man that will not listen. People who are wise will listen. People who are wise will be willing to be corrected. Okay, does that sound like you? A person of wisdom is willing to receive correction. I'll be honest with you, that doesn't sound like me a whole lot. You know, when, when somebody corrects me, you know what my natural tendency is? Is to, to get frustrated at that. When somebody corrects me, I kind of chafe against that. Because I don't, I don't think I'm wrong, ever, you know? Okay, now, is that arrogant? Yeah, that's what you would call being a fairly arrogant person. If I'm not willing to listen, I chafe against instruction. That is foolishness. But a wise person wants to be corrected because if he's not corrected, then that means he's going to stay on the same bad course and he's going to end up in a place that he doesn't want to end up in. Let me give you an example of of this. Um, Years ago, there was a mosquito infestation in Borneo. 
And whenever that happened, they wanted to get rid of all the mosquitoes. They were terrible. And so they, they began to spray the area with, you know, was it DDT? And uh, so they sprayed the area, killed all the mosquitoes, which was, that's great. The only problem was that when they sprayed and killed all the mosquitoes, the flies, uh, it left the flies in the country paralyzed, uh, which meant that they were easy for the lizards to eat. And so the lizards came on, they just had, you know, they had, I mean, it was like fly heaven. I mean, they're just, you know, wiping them all out, enjoying it. The problem is that they were infected with DDT, which meant that when the lizards ate them, the lizards got sick. And the lizards, they became paralyzed as well. Well, cats like lizards. And so because it was so easy for them to catch the lizards, they wiped out the lizards. The problem with that is they were infected with DDT, so the cats ended up getting poison, and the cats ended up dying, which resulted in Borneo being overrun with rats. Now, they, had, they actually had a parachute, ra- uh, uh, parachute cats in to try to control the rat problem. But it's all interesting. All that happened because of a small decision to get rid of mosquitoes. And I thought, you know what? Every decision that we make in life has ramifications. It's like, a, it's like throwing a stone into a pond, and there is a ripple effect that stretches out so much further than we would have ever imagined. And so we want to make sure that we make good decisions because they matter. What you choose to do, how you choose to live your life, you might say, it only is going to affect me. It does not only affect you. It affects so much more than you can imagine. So, so when you make decisions, you want to make wise decisions. And those decisions are easier to make whenever you're following after God and you begin to understand that God loves you and God has the best in mind for you. Now, God doesn't want you to be a robot who doesn't think. He just desires for you to seek after him because as you seek after God, you begin to understand that it is only in God that you're going to truly find life. That's why Jesus said in John 10.10, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's why Jesus said in Luke 5.31, he said, the healthy don't need a doctor. He said, the sick do. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So what does all this mean? Well, here's what it means. Yeah, we are all on a journey in life. The question is, who or what is directing your path? Is it you? Is it your feelings? Or is it God? Is it the leadership that he gives us in his word? Now, if you go after God's word, what you're going to discover is it never changes. It's solid. That it's steady. That it is truth for all time. You know, life is getting more and more complicated. There's a lot of, lot of strange stuff going on, but it doesn't have to be that way for us. Because we have God's wisdom. Now, what, what's the purpose of Proverbs? It's for us to gain wisdom, it's to make informed decisions, and it's to move us to listen. And so my encouragement for you is if you've not chosen to listen to the voice of God, make that decision today to do it. To see what he has to say. Follow his leadership. And some of you need to follow his leadership, and it could be that today's the day that you need to call out to God in prayer and just simply pray to him and say, Jesus, I want to give myself to you today. I want to follow you above all others because you are God. And you have died for me and you've risen from the grave. And when you make that decision, it is the beginning 
of a life of wisdom. Oh.